This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Julie. I'm Kathleen. And we're back for the second to last regular episode of season two. Um, We have the finales next week and then our wrap up episode. Yep. And then basically season two is done and I can't. Not basically. Well, no, but like I can't fathom it. Uh, it's so weird. It's, it's so we've been doing this for almost a year, which we've talked about. Yes. So we will. We this will is like, like some celebrate serious follow through. Right now, I know. We will celebrate our year, our year anniversary. Wait. So if it's a podcast and it's been up for a year, is it the a birthday? Or so it's a podiversary. Yeah. I'm gonna go with that. We're gonna tr- make it a hashtag. Hashtag podiversary. So that happens on October 11th. And our new season starts, like, just the week the after. The week after, yeah. So we're, like, on track to be, I mean, if we got through two seasons in a year, this we is... still have four years to go to be finished. Do you think we'll like each other in four years? I hope so. <laughs> well, we'll be having, like, our 10-year, no, our almost 10-year anniversary by then. Our friend anniversary. Our friend anniversary. Oh, I'm very excited for Look that. For us. I mean... If we don't anymore, maybe we don't do the podcast because that would just be terrible. Oh. Or we'd just be like, fine, I'll be in the room no, with I you. No, I think what we need to do is if we start to get angry, whatever, we just need to go to couples therapy. <gasps> we could. I know. That would be kind of funny. But right now I was right telling my counselor about you the other day. Oh. That's why I sent you that text. Oh, I love you. Well, no, so I was listening to Karen and Georgia today and they were joking because like, Karen interrupted Georgia and Georgia said something and she's like or maybe I should stop interrupting you and being a jerk or something and I was Uh, like you can kind of notice that people that spend a lot of time together whether you're related or not will start to get on each other's nerves. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Right? Like you do things that you didn't notice before or like you keep touching me when we record our podcast. Like Okay, I know. I'm sorry. But like one of my love well okay, I all of the love languages are like the same level for me except gifts it's it's there but it's significantly lower than the rest they're all like and touching is one of them oh yeah okay touch words of affirmation acts of service okay all right i get it oh wait does that mean me getting the pizza tonight was your love language it was an act of service oh and it's um food yeah isn't food one of the love languages i think it can be i'm pretty sure it's so the book is in my living room and i've read it enough times I've never read it. <laughs> Almost said food as number one. No. Uh, it could be for me. Five love languages. Jesus. Aren't you supposed to be... Oh, I'm so they tell totally you the, blanking. <coughs> excuse me. They tell you what the love languages are, but then you rank them based on what's yeah, important so, to you? Yeah, so like it's a questionnaire, and oh. it takes you through, and it basically tells you which is your love language, and then ideally your partner would do this as well and then you know their love language and you can give gifts and love and fill their love tank with theirs okay sorry trevor i need all the things so does trevor need less of the things uh he really so he's really big on acts of service which obviously that's 
like a big part of our relationship which is part of I enjoy doing the things um but it's one of the reasons that I drag myself out of bed every morning to make him breakfast like that is you know yes it's very nice of you and and usually I am there to also partake in the it starts the day with um you know just a little top off of the love tank. Yeah. But then I get some of the breakfast too. Like if I'm yeah. here yeah. the next morning, mm-hmm. I'm happy that you made me breakfast. Yeah. Trevor makes me breakfast sometimes too. Isn't he the best? He's like, do you want some turkey bacon? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, two pieces? I'm like, four? <laughs> and he's like, two? And I'm like, okay, that's All fine. All right. Okay, fine. Okay. So anyway, let's, super off that. Yeah. Let's get into our episode. I'm going to send you the quiz so that and we, we can know your love language. Okay. Um, cause we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about, I think at the end of the episode, um, we're starting with friends tonight and this episode is titled the one with the chicken pox. So real quick, did you have chicken pox as a child? Oh my God. Did I have chicken pox as a with child? With like five siblings. And no. And did you all so get them at the same time? No. I had chicken pox when I was three. I was an only child. Oh. Um, and I had chicken pox inside my ears my eyelids and my labia holy I shit had, i had the chicken pox I, I do you have any scars from so scratching many. do you so really? many okay yeah. my sister does too um i've got like some right here yeah i'm pointing to my upper arm like, i've got i had the chicken pox it, wow. was, it was apparently a nightmare but so i don't remember it i had it pretty young because my cousins had had it, so mm. it was that thing of, like, when one kid in the family gets it, they basically would take you to your cousin's house and, like, rub you against them. Yeah, pox parties. Yeah, because in that, the 80s, the 70s, 80s, whatever, like, you were told your kids need to have chicken pox to build up the immunity. Instead of getting the vaccination. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, we all just, we just all got it, right? And I, for one, love calamine lotion because I get eaten by mosquitoes. So I was always down with the little pink stuff. And so when I had chicken pox, I was like, okay, this is, you know, my mom's like, don't scratch. And I'm like, give me the calamine. Like, I basically just bathed in it. Yeah. I remember my sister having it, I feel like, much later because we didn't live together as much when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if ever. And she has a scar in the middle of her forehead where you would put like a little bindi spot. Like we used to joke with her about putting like a little jewel right there, but it's like smack dab. She scratched so hard. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, she is fair like me. She tans better, but when you're fair like that, I mean, scars show up pretty easily too. So, so we would not have gotten the pox from Ben. No, we would have already had them. Yeah. This is a funny premise. So, Episode starts with everybody in the um, coffee shop. Well, I say everyone. Ross and Phoebe aren't there. Pardon me. But Rachel walks over with a muffin and tells Chandler and Monica there's only one. Sorry, you know. You have to figure out who gets it. You have to figure out who gets it. And Chandler uh, immediately grabs it. Yeah, he's like, it's mine. I ordered it first. No, Monica says I ordered it first. Okay. So they're arguing. And so his way to solve this argument is he licks the muffin. Basically the like, I lick it, it's mine. Yeah. Which is a kid thing. You would lick things. Yeah. I mean, I've seen kids do it. No, we we totally did that as kids. So Monica, to retaliate, licks a coffee cup and says like, there you go. And he goes, that was here when I got here. And you just see her like, almost like Lily with the lipstick sharing, like Mm -hmm. wanting to clean off her tongue. Oh. Huh. 
I need to remind myself to say something when we talk about Hamium. Okay. Shit, I already forgot. Go. Do you want to put it on your phone? No. Okay. Because I already forgot. So Phoebe runs in and she has really fun news. Um, this guy Ryan that she knows who's in the Navy is coming to visit and usually it's only for like three days and this time it's going to be for like two weeks and she's just so excited. So Rachel is like, well, you know, he's in the Navy and he goes in the submarine for like two years and you can see Chandler's like trying to answer, but his mouth is full of muffin. And and uh, Monica says, "Oh, hurry before he swallows." Yeah. And and then she says like another. Rachel asks another question about it, and Chandler still can't answer. And Monica looks at him and goes, "That'll teach you to lick my muffin." Well, because whatever Rachel said could have been turned really dirty. Okay, but then, also lick Monica, my muffin mm-hmm, is pretty dirty. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's what she said. Yeah, <laughs> that's totally it. Um, and so then Ross walks in with his signature "Hi," which I did not. I mean, I guess I knew, but until sitting and trying to watch, you don't remember that he did that that way. I mean, I knew that he did it like in the first episode because he was super depressed but i didn't realize how often, often he says, he it, like says that. it like that yeah so he tells everyone that ben has the chicken pox and if you haven't already had it you're gonna get it which either means that ben was around them recently mm-hmm. or somehow by being around ross no i don't, I don't I, mean, I, I think you have to have like more direct, direct contact, contact right so, um, Phoebe's the only one in the group who never had it as a kid. And, and she so, says, oh, I feel so left out. And then notices on her arm, like, a red bump. And she's like, look, a pox. But I don't think they would... I mean, if you didn't know that's what it was. I'm just saying, like... Yeah, well, I mean, maybe she would have earlier in the day thought it was a mosquito bite. Yeah, and, okay. But now, in context, she's like, oh, hey, I got a spot. Yeah. Um... So then we're in Monica's bedroom, and she comes in and sees that Richard has made her bed. And as soon as he leaves to go take a shower and sing Jim Croce's Bad, Bad Leroy Brown, Mm -hmm. which is a very good song, Mm -hmm. um, she starts to redo it. But he walks back in to ask a question and catches her. And so she does tell him why it was wrong. Now, her first explanation of where the tag goes is absolutely it's correct. It's 100%. It goes in the bottom, right? It corner. goes on the bottom. That's the only way I know Why how to make my bed. Why would you put a tag by your face? Now, I will say this. If, like, a tag were to get ripped off, because I do rip them off sometimes, like, Oh, yeah, no, they, they come off immediately. Right. But. Or my cat will chew it off. No, they, they come off immediately. Yes. So, if you have, like, I have a, a comforter that has, like, flowers on it, the one at mom's house right now has flowers on it. I'm sure if you ask my mom, they're supposed to go a certain way. I don't give a fuck. So the comforter just goes on however it goes on. I'm she you guys should see Kathleen's face right now because she's having like a Monica meltdown because I really don't care. But the but Monica does say that the flowers have to face the, the headboard, headboard because, because that's, that's where, where the, the sun, sun would, would rise. And Richard's just like oh Okay, but he like embraces it. He's, and he's willing to just like let he, it go. She's a like, bit. "Oh, I'm so excited! I can tell you about this. Let's go fold, fold the toilet paper." I get why hotels do it. It's a sign I don't. that someone it's stupid. I feel like it's the sign that someone like cleaned your bathroom. Like here, we'll yeah. fold this. You could also just leave the wrapper on it, or you right. could leave the where it gets glued down. I'm good with all of those signals. I know. So, yeah, the folding of toilet paper, especially in a house. That means somebody seems, touched it. Yeah, it seems dumb. Um, I always ripped the first few squares off. You know what? You keep your germies to yourself. 
pretty sure a lot of housekeepers wear gloves, dear. They really do. Okay. It doesn't. N- no. <laughs> um, so we're at Chandler's office and it turns out that Joey needs a job. And so Chandler offers to get him a processing job. And he's like, well, I, I don't know how to process. Like, what do you do? And Chandler's like, well, just you're an actor. Act like a processor. No one will know the difference. Like, and a guy comes in and asks him something and tells him something and they're laughing. And Joey's like, are all of you guys dorks? Yeah. Like, basically, there is that sense of, like, be excited about, you know, numbers and wear a suit and you could, like, be a processor. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily special skills. You know what this makes me wonder? What did Chandler go to college for? Because he goes to college with Ross. Yeah. And we never know. Maybe he mastered. Nope. (sighs) What's the word you're trying to think of? Ma- majored maybe. yes thank you uh-huh. in mathematics that could be but anyway okay um so that's an unsolved mystery unless someone out there remembers hearing it in an episode i want to know what chandler went to school for um so then back at the apartment monica and rachel are helping phoebe get ready for her date with ryan they're like doing up her makeup you only see phoebe from the back her braid looks awesome like her hair looks really good and they turn her around and she's covered in pink calamine lotion yeah and the bumps do i mean they did some good makeup on this like the bumps are very big yeah they look like like they could be chicken pox yeah they're protruding and so she looks in the mirror and is like i'm hideous like this is you know terrible i i I can't handle this yeah and they're telling her no no it's fine well what they say is like he's been in a submarine for two years like he's so happy to see a woman like just go with that right this is why maybe i should have gone and actually participated in some fleet week events because you know that'd have been fun but i never did why are you judging me with your eyes right now? I'm not judging you. I, I never think did you either. Are. Okay. Was there Fleet Weeks down in California? No, we just lived really close to bases. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so Ryan knocks on the door, and for anyone who doesn't realize this because this is twenty some years ago, it's, it's Charlie, Charlie Sheen, Sheen looking pretty good. good. Like crisp lines. Oh, young Charlie and, Sheen is a good looking boy. And I'm not even just talking about that uniform. Oh, oh. Oh, when I he's to, in jeans later? Mm-hmm. I need to tell you when we get to that okay. part. So, uh, he comes in. Phoebe's over in the corner. She's got this cute scarf covering her head and she's like talking to him and he's like, no, you know, I want to see you and, um, you know, I've been stuck in yeah i've been stuck in a tube for two years and she's like well i have the pox and he he goes chicken Chicken or or small (laughs) now if we were talking about smallpox this would be a very different conversation True, like that will kill you i mean chickenpox will kill you too i know Uh, anyway she says chicken which is really ironic because i'm a vegetarian yeah there's some um really funny like jokes and you know puns and plays going on in this episode So he finally convinces her to take off the scarf. And at the exact same moment, there's lightning outside the window. And and he screams. screams. And she's like, oh, no, I am hideous. And he's like, no, I was just, I was surprised. That was was really unfortunate timing. And so he starts to walk over to her. And she's like, no, you can't. Because if you didn't have them, and it turns out he didn't have them as a kid. Yeah, he says he wished he could travel back in time and then. (laughs) Rub some kid all over him. Like he's. 
Timmy something. Yeah. yeah. And she goes, or you could just wish that I don't have him now. Um, and he goes, oh, yeah, maybe that. Yeah. And she's like, you know, everything that I had planned for us, we had to be standing a lot closer than this. And so he doesn't care. And he does the very sexy, like, throws his hat, jumps over the coffee table and, like, kisses her. And you just, like, this would be where in an officer and a gentleman the music swells. And, like, yeah. it's it's very or good. Or in your own head. Shush. Um, you don't hear music? I have a soundtrack going on in my head at... Um, any given moment. Yeah, no, me too, but then... But when not necessarily during those times. There's different... It's not, like... It's not lyrics. It's... Like, like orchestral? Yeah, but sometimes it's more... Uh, trumpety. <laughs> Fanfare, like in Cinderella? Do, 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 do. Like that? I want to make you listen to a song later by this, this band called The Early November. Okay. And it's so cute. Um, so back at Chandler's office uh, with Joey, um, and I think this is at least like a day or two after he's been hired, but he made up a character named Joseph, and Joseph's the pro- <laughs> There it Hi. is. Joseph the Processor has a wife and two kids. Ashley and Brittany, which my sister's name is Brittany. Her best friend's name is Ashley. But those names are so 90s, it's almost painful. Like, Mm -hmm. they're Ashley, Brittany, Tiffany, like. Yeah. 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 Okay. He says his wife's name is Karen. And I didn't pick up on that the first time. But all I can think of is Ted's terrible girlfriend, Karen. Oh, played, played by, by Donna. Played by Laura Prepon, yeah. also known as Donna from that 70s show. Which you were watching uh-huh. this afternoon. Or Alex from Orange is the New Black. Never seen it. Right. Me well, either, I mean, but I she's on it. She's I a huge... Right. I, I was, saw the first season. Didn't No, care. no, no. I saw, like, the first episode yeah. and it did not float my boat. So, back at Monica's apartment... Oh, so when Monica... Or, sorry, when Phoebe and Ryan are first talking... He asks her why she's not home on bed rest, and she says because her grandma has never had right. it. And it, the elderly chicken pox can be very, very deadly. Very deadly. Um, and the other thing is, is that, especially in the elderly, um, getting it again, which it can turn into shingles, that is very bad. Like, shingles is terrible. And there's no cure. You just have to, like, let it run its course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Back at Monica's apartment, we have Ryan and Phoebe, and they're covered in calamine lotion, but they're playing Monopoly, and they're both really irritated because, of course, they can't scratch, and that's all they can think about. Correct. And so Phoebe goes to roll the dice and instead starts using them to scratch her body, like pretending that she's, like, rubbing them for luck. Yeah. And he says, well, we can't scratch her, we'll scar, so, of course, this is not, like... Well, whether it's, like, you know, an old wives' tale where people are like, don't scratch your scar. Like, it's true. No, it really it is. It really is. Um, you can scar from just about anything. I've got a scar oh, from bunny scratches. That's what I did to myself. Oh, yeah. Moving. I mean, it looks way better than it did, but that's mm-hmm. never going away. Nope. Um, so then Phoebe starts scratching on Ryan, and he's like, no, we can't. And then... And then they start moaning and making noises uh-huh and she's like do my back and then he realizes if they actually go back to back They're they can like more yeah they area. can get more surface and then they can scratch their legs and their arms and then 
Ross and Rachel come in from wherever they've been, you know, lunch or something, a movie, and catch them. And Ross is like, I expected more from you, Ryan. You're a Navy man. I mean, get some discipline. (laughs) Well, I mean, come on. No, I know. I'm joking on that. A whole body itching from pox would, like, challenge anyone's resolve (sighs) and, like, determination. It's the worst. Um. So then Joey at work, or should I call him Joseph? You should call him Joseph. Turns out he's been lying to everyone. He is um, telling people that, you know, he has a boat and they should come out on it. And his wife will pack like a She'll pack a picnic and and you can bring the kids. All these things. And so. What? Like Chandler, you know, realizes it. And then one of their superiors comes around and is like, well, Chandler, why why aren't we going to get this report until you know, the after the weekend, and he says, well, my team wants the holiday off. We never find out what time of year it is no, for there being some like, sort of holiday, 4th of July. It's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Labor so, Day, maybe. Yeah. One of those holidays that used to be real, but now everybody works. Well, if it was towards the end of a season, which happens in, like, April and May, maybe Memorial Day? Sure. Okay. So, either way, well, the boss says, you know... Some people are working or something, and Joey backs him up. So Joey basically throws Chandler under the bus. I do not like Joseph. Joseph, excuse me, and says, you know, yeah, why can't your team get it together? And and Chandler's like, well, we can do it by Wednesday. And no, he said we can get you um, rough numbers. Rough numbers, or yeah. And Joseph, rough numbers. Like this company wasn't built on rough numbers. And you can just see Chandler. And so then the the superior guy i don't know if it's an actual boss or whatever walks away and joseph says something and chandler looks at him and goes well i'm going to kill you yeah <laughs> and it's so funny because um like i feel like you very rarely get to see angry chandler angry chandler like i think he gets like flustered or he gets like nervous but i don't really see angry chandler and i like it so mm-hmm. um Back at the apartment, uh, Monica walks into her room with duct tape, and Richard's like, oh, are we, like, is this... Is this for funsies? Yeah, and she goes, no, I taped um, oven Oven mitts to, she calls them the scratchy twins. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice that one of them is a lobster? I was about to point it out. I have it in big, bold letters later. Okay, we'll get to that, too. Um, So Richard compliments her for folding over the duct tape, because then it's easier. In a duct tape emergency. Now, uh, duct tape is easier to lift up. Like packing tape. Packing tape, I'm all about. Yeah, Fold but you that don't shit over. need to do it into a triangle either. No, no, I think she just folded over no, into no. a flap. It is 100% a triangle. Oh, you're right. It's like a side uh-huh. triangle. So my mom is that person. She will fold over anything that will stick together so that you can grab it easier. Masking tape? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She is that person masking tape. She even does it with painter's tape. You know that painter's yeah, tape just like pulls off of yeah, itself. Yeah, masking tape. No, no, I'm telling you she folds it over. Because she doesn't want it to like, ri- oh yeah, my mom is Monica uh-huh. on the regular. Also duct tape makes you smarter, but that's from Burn Notice. Oh. I love that show. Anyway, so um, she says aren't you glad I reorganized your desk? And he's like, if it's not a right angle, it's a wrong angle. Like... He is trying he's, to... He's really trying. He's really trying. Um, and she goes, well, next I'll, I'll I'll help you set your clocks. No, she says, next I'll do your clocks. And he says, what are you going to do to my clocks? <laughs> right. 
So it turns out that she sets the clocks in each of the rooms of her house to a different time. That but is, we don't find out why. It, okay, and also, that doesn't work for me. No. Like the whole, oh, I'm going to set my clock 10 minutes ahead so that I'm on time. No, because I'll know. I know that it's 10 right. minutes ahead. Well, and if you set your clock slightly different in your car, that just makes me nervous. Like if I walk out of the house and I'm like, oh, I have 30 minutes to get somewhere. And I get in the car and I'm like, wait, I only have 20? Like crap, I'm going to be late because I haven't actually thought like, oh yeah, my car is ahead. Right. For whatever reason. Or somebody said it wrong and suddenly I think I'm late. Anyway. I don't have a car clock. And also, we don't necessarily need to even worry about this because... Cell phones. Cell phones. Amen. Um, So Richard does mock because he says, well, is your bedroom in a different time zone? Slightly different time zone than the kitchen. And she's like, I can't believe you don't have any, you know, one of these weird quirks. And he's like, well, I always separate my, my... Gym socks from my dress socks. And she's like, yeah, everybody does that. I don't. All my socks are in one bin, man. Dude, I'm wearing two different socks right now. But are they the kind where you're supposed I'm to? I'm constantly wearing two different socks. Oh, okay. See, no, no. Allison these... has the kind where yeah, this, you know the what? pair is they're, actually mismatched. They're all mis- No. <laughs> you're so cute. I have another one of each of these socks. Okay. In my drawer. Yes. But they're the same brand? No. Okay, see, that would bother me. No, um, what bothers me is having different lengths. So, like, these are both ankle socks. Okay. I couldn't do one that's, like, a calf and no, no. an ankle. I get that. Um, so, Monica starts, like, freaking out, says my boyfriend doesn't have a thing. And she says it a couple times and, and loud he, enough. And he says, see, if people would hear you, I wouldn't come across so great right now. Yeah. Um, it's really funny. I really do love these, like, few scenes where Richard gets to be, like, funny. Where he, yeah. like, in It's this... one-on-one Richard that's really amazing. Oh, yeah. When he makes the bed and she goes, Honey, this isn't camp. And he goes, Well, that panty raid was really uncalled for. Like, it's so inappropriate, yeah. but it's so funny. And I'm just like, Oh, that's like an older, you know what I mean? Like, that's a older generation saying, I guess. A panty raid. What? I've really never heard another person say it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like younger than me yeah probably because they would get arrested for sexual harassment well right but like all i can think of is like movies like revenge of the nerds where it was like they actually you would go and actually try and steal women's underwear like that was a thing anyway so that it just reminded me of like the funny things but almost inappropriate things my grandpa used to say oh yeah where he would like say something about like how they all got the clap in Korea, and I'm like, whoa. Well, that's that's very different than a panty raid. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like it was more kind of like he would tell me stories that even my mom was like, don't tell her that stuff. Like, oh my god. <laughs> I don't think he did because I think he okay. and my grandma were already married. But but uh, you know what? It was a funny story. Okay. Um. Okay. So back at Chandler's office. Joseph comes in and says, um, there's some, you know, one of the bosses is looking for Chandler and it's because he told the boss that Chandler screwed up this report because, because originally they thought, thought Joseph, Joseph did. Had. Yeah. And so Chandler's like, well, I'm going to fire both of you. And you know, no, he says, I wish I could only fire Joseph, but I'm going to have to let you both go. Right. And it turns out that he can't because they're not in the same department. And so, um, 
Chandler says that he has a character, and his character, Chandy, the rogue processor, has just slept with Joseph's wife, Karen. Yeah. And Joey's like, what? And he, like, they're so funny. He's like, yep, her underwear are even in that drawer over there. And Joey goes, really? And Chandler's like, no. No, because she's made up. She's fictional. And I just love it. And so Joey does agree to quit. And then... He says something else, and Chandler just like grabs him by the head and like pushes him <laughs> pushes out. him out of the office. Um, I just think it's funny because like Joey doesn't know when to quit. Like he's a bad he's a quote unquote bad actor. Like yeah. in some of the things they've seen him in, but then yet he commits to this bit. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's also a little reminiscent of um, Barney's fictional. Fictional? I, okay. So, I know we said we weren't going to talk about how tired we are, but I am in the middle of a very, very long work week. Uh, yes. Today I was at work from 5 a.m. until 6 p.m.? 6 p.m. Yeah, that sounds um, right. So, there's that. And tomorrow I'll be at work again at 5 a.m. So I know, but we're going to make it but, happen. So, uh, anyway, I'll Barney also has a fictional work wife. persona. Well, but he also has a fictional wife and child eventually, too, that he yeah. even hires. Yeah. Like, he commits to the bits. Mm-hmm. The scuba diver. Like, yeah. okay, we're going to get into some of these. I can't wait. Um, so, back with Phoebe and Ryan, it's like the next day they're at Monica's apartment still. And so, or no, no so it's, it's the, the same, same night. night of Monica yeah. taking the duct tape into the bedroom. Sorry. So, um, Phoebe wants the oven mitts taken off and Rachel's like, you know, no, it's for Can't. your own good. Monica's orders. Ryan walks out of the bathroom and he's like, well, that was difficult. Like his yeah. jeans are zipped and you're and like, how did, on. right? Like yeah. how did that happen? So, um, Rachel serves them dinner and she says there's a peach cobbler in the oven and it's going to be hot or the dishes are hot or something. She's like, but that's, but that's not, not a problem, problem for you. you. And yes, um, Phoebe's oven mitts are lobsters, which is very cute. And Ryan's are like floral or something. Yeah. Um, but Ross mocks them and he's like, look, it's like a little puppet show. And Phoebe goes, guess which finger I'm showing you right now. So I think that's cute. The allusion to giving someone the finger. Or she really did. She maybe really did because right. she wasn't going to be seen. Right. Um, so Ryan leans over and puts his, like, hands on either side of her face and says, you're so beautiful. And she's like, what? Huh? <laughs> because the oven mitts are acting like earmuffs. And so they kiss at the dinner table and it, like, progresses pretty fast. But they can't undress each other because of the, the mitts. mitts. Like, the claws. And so they rip them off and they, you know, but the touching turns to scratching very quickly. Very quickly. But it's um, like, I, and the, their body movement is almost like erotic. So oh, it's yeah. erotic scratching. It's really funny. So Ross comes back in to either ask them something or because he forgot something. He wa- he sees what they're doing and he just turns around and leaves. Yep. As I mean, you amen. should. So middle of the night, Richard wakes up Monica to say he thought of a thing. And that his thing is that he has to sleep on a certain side of the bed because he was born in California and then and the ocean would be, be on, on the, the wrong, wrong side. side and you had feelings. So, so when I moved to Oregon and I was headed north on 97, I was so discombobulated for months because I was so far away from the ocean Aww. and I couldn't 
orient myself. Sad. I know. And then when we went to Florida, I was floored that we were going north and the ocean was right here. Yeah. It was very, it was a very, very strange thing. Yeah. And Florida is also very, very strange. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, Um, we, yeah. Yeah. So I don't necessarily feel like I have a side of the bed because I live alone or have lived alone and I just kind of sleep wherever the hell I want. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will say that I will never leave the West Coast if I can help it. Because West Coast, best coast. True. Not saying that anybody else. I'm just saying if you've never been to the Oregon coast, the California coast, at least once in your life. Which also means that I should go to the East Coast. I've been to Pennsylvania. but We didn't actually go to the ocean. Oh, I, I would totally live on the East Coast for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom visited some really cool lighthouses in like South Carolina and North Carolina. And I want to do something like that someday. I would do something... Down in the Carolinas or Georgia, but I also really want to get to like Maine. You know? And I don't know, I always just thought like living, <laughs> this is like in uh, in the upper East Coast. Oh, yeah. New York, in the little, yeah. Jersey, Connecticut, Vermont, Vermont, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be neat. Okay. I mean, I still want to visit there someday, but I love, I love Oregon. Um, so. In the coffee shop the next day, Ryan is getting ready to leave. It's got to be longer than the next day because well, they don't have chicken pox anymore. That's true, and they she did have been she did she originally say two, two weeks. weeks, but like this is, I mean, it's a weird compacted. Yeah, but I mean, I think it could all be. I think all these storylines could be two weeks. Okay, even Joey. Oh, that's true. Because he wouldn't really have gotten, like, in with people and understood what he was mm-hmm. doing if in, like, the first couple of days. Right. It'd take a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Good point. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so, Rachel's like, you know, where are you going? And he's like, I can't say. And Ross is like, are there any, you know... Do you have that looky up? Oh, the periscope. The periscope thing. But he asks about, like, nuclear weapons. And he's like, I can't say. And Ross goes, learning about submarines is fun. And, I mean, it is a, like, he can't tell you or he'd have to kill you situation. Oh, yeah. Or maybe he doesn't know, but, I mean, more Both than not. Both of those he, yeah. are possibilities. Um, and so they, so Phoebe and Ryan walk outside and Rachel turns to Ross and is like, you know, that uniform and, like, you should get one. And Ross is like, I'm on it. And basically, like, throws, he throws her. throws her to go run <laughs> to the payphone and right. start making calls. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'll make some calls. God bless payphones and Amen. like oh we don't even have them anymore, and so um, out on the street Phoebe's like you know this isn't what I wanted us to do I had plans we were gonna go um, have a picnic in Central Park drink coffee at Central Park and she goes I just got that which is super cute right um, and so he kisses her and leaves and you know she waves to him and then she turns around and looks at the sign and kind of laughs Giggles. again to herself. Um, I do love Phoebe for that reason. Like, she's just so easily entertained. Um, and so then finally we see Ross come to the coffee shop at night in the uniform. Rachel's, like, closing Sorry, up. sir, we're closed. Right. But then she realizes that it's Ross and in so his he, uniform. And so he comes over and he takes the hat off and he picks her up, like, at the end of an officer and a gentleman. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. And, and so she goes, oh, wait, I forgot to turn off the cappuccino machine. And so he walks over there and lets her do it. And then he starts to walk out. Oh, no, I forgot my purse. And you see him kind of, like, hike Hoist her back her up. up. Because, like, she's not, you know, 
a child. A child, right? Yeah. Like, and even, oh God, Milo is so hard to carry around. He's only 22 pounds. Yeah. Oh, like a sack of potatoes. Um, and then she's like, I forgot to turn off the lights in the bathroom. And he dumps her on the couch. And he's like, I'll see you upstairs. I'll see you upstairs. <laughs> Sorry. And he, he grabs his back. He does. I don't love that. I mean, if, <laughs> because then, you know, the mood is ruined. Will you even hear her go, Ross? Like, okay, so the better thing would have been to do is, like, ask her, are you ready to leave? You know, well, may you, I, you like... you can't in the middle of role-playing. You can't ask questions. You cannot. Okay, but then it's his fault for not realizing she wasn't ready to leave, like, work. Like, she should have been walking out the door. Like, you could have waited ben, on the sidewalk I, and I still know. picked her up and still been... But, of course, we can't because Ross is the worst. Ross is the worst. Yeah, I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. Bless you. Thank oh, those you. Those were really quiet sneezes. I, I'm okay with quiet sneezes. I don't do a, sc- a scream sneeze. That's not my that's not my game. Um, um, so that brings us to the end of this episode. Do you have extra things that we yes. missed? Go for it. Two fun stories. Oh, good. About uniforms and role playing. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Does, does Trevor want you telling these? I don't know. Okay, go for it. So when we first started dating, I was so tired, as I often am, and he, it was it had to have been a Saturday because he was coming home and I was there. And he came home and I looked at him and I was like, I really like your pilot outfit. <laughs> and he laughed at me and he's like, it's called a uniform. I said, I know. But I like it. So then it turned into a joke, and I would say, oh, hey, your pilot outfit. And then it was kind of funny, but, um, so. Dorks. Yeah. And as for role-playing. Okay. So my cousins got married a couple of years, three or four years ago now. And I don't know how, I don't know when we had the conversation, but I was like, you know, whatever. It's really fun to flirt at weddings. And he totally, like, out of nowhere came up to me, and he's like, can I get you a drink? Like, like, pretended not to know you? Yes. Nice. And it was the greatest thing ever. I said, I didn't I didn't catch on for a while. And then when I finally did, I was like, are, are you trying to pretend like we're straight? Are you picking me up? And he goes, <laughs> well, it is a wedding. <laughs> did not break character once. Nice. It was a good one. You guys are dorks. You know it. I know, but I love you. Um, um, I feel like there was something else that I wanted to say and I didn't write it down, so. You know, and this episode is one of those ones that has, like, some funny, memorable, you know, like, it's the pox, I have the pox. Or, yeah. um, you know, Central Park, Central Park, Central Park. But it's a, like, it's building to the next episode. What's the next episode? Well, it's the finale, and we're going to go to well, Barry right. and Mindy's wedding, and some things are going to happen. Yeah, and but... And some people are going to break up. But none of that was... None of that was laid out in this. It's not building up to that. Oh, okay. I have... We're going to revisit this next week with, with the season finale of Friends, and I'm going to tell you why I think it was a build-up. Okay. Okay. I'll allow it. You, you have to remind me. Everyone could else, you, please remind me. Could somebody put that in writing? Like, somebody just do the thing right um so let's take a really quick break and when we come back we're gonna have how i met your mother's episode something borrowed so stick around 
You have to watch it. It's so good. It was all right. Your friends may have decent taste in movies, but their incoherent reviews are getting annoying. I don't know. I just didn't like it. Looking for a new podcast? Join Time Sensitive, where we break down the recent movies you've heard of, but may have missed. Spoilers included. And we get it. You're busy and can't see everything, but are you really going to track it down a year later? We take the time so you don't have to. Find us on Twitter, at TSMoviePod, and find out what we're watching. I'm Sam. I'm Ian. And I'm Kate, and we're three friends and armchair movie critics. Seriously, invite us into your living room. Kate, stop. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Time sensitive, because you deserve better. And we're back. Hold on, I need to make myself a note, because I'm not doing that um so yes we're back with how i met your mother's something borrowed so as kathleen mentioned in last week's episode we are it's kind of it's it's kind of a a two-parter right like we we're at lillian marshall's wedding like it's finally time and why these weren't released as like a you know a single one hour episode or something we're not sure but so we'll cover the first half in this episode, and the second half will be the beginning of next week. So you'll feel like they're kind of back to back because it's a continuous, you know, one right after the other. But so this opens with Ted telling us that in May 2007, Lillian Marshall were going to get married at historic Van Smoot House in upstate New York. So if we go back to a couple of the other episodes where they're running around town trying to secure Van Smoot House, mm-hmm. but then, you know, that meant that they were going to get married like really quickly because it was only available a certain time but um i mean it's not really quickly it's the first flashback is eight months earlier well i'm i'm wondering if maybe they originally had been smoot scheduled before lily went to san francisco when they basically called it off i don't know remember because they went with their deposit check and beat Claudia and... Right, but that... No, it wasn't Claudia and Stuart. No, it was that right. other couple. It's the other couple. But that's leading up to best prom ever, and best prom ever is when she realizes she never did the things she wanted to do in college, and so that's what makes oh, her like go to the art thing. Oh, like they never canceled the date? Well, so either they never canceled the date or they were able to roll their deposit to a different day. But Van Smoot has always been, like, the something yeah. they talked about. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so... Um, Ted says the wedding you set out to have is almost never the wedding you have. And so Lily, in, they're in the bar with a flashback describing the perfect wedding. It's going to be outdoor, intimate, acoustic guitar, just friends and family, you know, and really nice. That sounds great to me. I it mean, sounds really sounds great. really nice. So, and a party. Yeah. And a dress. So then. With pockets. Ooh, a dress with pockets. Dude. Ugh, wedding dresses with pockets are amazing. I don't even care. I'm going to get that shit custom built. Oh, yeah. Have you met? Oh, there's seamstresses that can do that for sure. Yeah, or like you're gonna Wendy. need tissue. You're gonna need chapstick. You're gonna need your lipstick. You're gonna I'm need. I'm gonna mint. need my cell phone for some stupid oh, reason. Yes. Okay. Um, but so Barney says, in you know your your friend can officiate. So it turns out he went down to the courthouse and got registered to perform ceremonies, and they are confused as to why because he's so anti-marriage but he said let me tell you it's because i'm giving off subliminal messages that anytime i say ask a question you say you respond with i do yeah so basically he's gonna get laid more because he also it's so ridiculous and he's probably thought about this in the back of his mind weddings are an incredibly romantic Mm -hmm. situation if you're not in a relationship you're feeling like 
flowy and lovey and gooey and you've probably had champagne you probably had, had something a couple to of drink. cocktails and well at Saudi words Stuart and Claudia's wedding mm-hmm. he's mad that Ted goes off with Victoria because right. he's trying to hook him up with bridesmaids because right. single bridesmaids want to get down yeah that's the thing I hear yeah mm-hmm. um so then we flash forward and it's Lily complaining about her mom making her um, invite, invite some, people. some people, family, friends, which now puts them into the triple digits of wedding guests. So, I mean, that could still only be like a hundred, you know, well, just over a hundred. But if you were only planning on like 25, mm-hmm. the jump from that to a hundred is That's pretty a significant. Lot. Right. So then... Um, what I had to point out in all caps is that in this scene, when they're talking about the wedding, Marshall is wearing a very kind of old fashioned, but I love it, uh, Oregon State University Beavers t-shirt. Yes, he is. With like orange around the collar and orange on the sleeves, but it's the old Beaver logo. I mean, it's from 2006, 2007. I hate the new logo. I hate it so much. I don't, oh, it's kind of like swoopy. Well, he looks angry. Yeah, like, he, looks he looks angry really and, and the backside is swoopy. Yeah, I don't love it. And I am an OSU alum, so I'm allowed to have an opinion. They took $20,000 of my money. I have an opinion. Did you submit any designs to the marketing department? No, because I don't go there anymore and I didn't know they were doing it. So um, then we find out that it's not going to be an outdoor wedding because Marshall, Marshall's dad, <laughs> dad thinks, thinks that they'll he's get, mugged. get mugged because it's in New York. But like... If it was in outside of New York, in a suburb, in a park, you're not going to get mugged? This is like my mom thinking that me staying in Prineville is more likely for me to get killed than when I lived for nine years in Portland. Right. It's insane. Okay, my mom's insane. We're going to And also, going. you can have a nice outdoor... Well, I mean, they could have had a nice outdoor wedding at Van Smoot House. So that... Oh, Let's circle true. back to the fact that they beat out Claudia and Stuart... No, they did The other people. The other people. <laughs> Whatever. Who cares? Not me. It's like Valerie and something. Valerie and... Because Ted goes, Valerie. Oh, yeah. Like, that's it's right. It's like Todd and Valerie. Todd and Valerie. I think that's right. Sure. Okay. Okay. Keep going. So anyway, let's circle back to the fact that they already put the deposit down a long, long time ago. You can have a nice outdoor recep nope outdoor ceremony with an indoor outdoor reception. That's true. Like the, I'm sure that they have beautifully landscaped. I mean areas. the picture it shows. So and you Van know, Smoot House is going to come up again later in the series, like I think multiple times. I'm betting that they imagined having it outside, and now they're just moving it indoors. Yeah. So that's what Lily says is that it's going to be inside. It's not going to be an acoustic guitar. It's going to be a harp because, because Lily's dad, dad owes, owes, a guy. Yeah, owes a guy and his daughter plays the harp. But she's also eight months pregnant. Way more than eight months well, pregnant. Well, no, but we don't know that yet. I'm well, just saying, like and, she says. And um, it's, that's a flashback. So she, right. yeah. So then we're at the day of the wedding. So turns out yes the heart player looks like she's pregnant with triplets it reminds me of macy macy she saw that picture yeah Yeah. i did she oh man that was all baby was just all straight out so turns out the heart player is actually past her due date it was last Last tuesday Tuesday. so due dates are silly they are, but when you get that close to it and you look that big, I have to think that they're getting pretty accurate. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's time. It's time. 
So, Robin tells Lily not to freak out. She can learn how to play the harp, and the gal's like, I've been doing this for... Like, 12 fi- years. Yeah, 15 years. Well, I'm a fast learner. Yeah, I, I learned Guitar Hero. And so... Uh, they walk into the bridal suite, and Robin's like, we need to fire her. She's going to drop a shorty in the middle of your ceremony. And it's, sorry, it's so funny. And so Lily's like, no, it's fine. We'll, you know, we'll make Lily it through. Like, like she's the chillest bride Like, someone gave her a ever. Xanax. This for is, reals. Except for the ending, this is how Trisha was at her wedding. Oh, good. Yeah. That's awesome. Dude. I don't know anybody that, Trisha's, well, Alicia didn't seem too stressed. No, she but, didn't seem too stressed. Yeah. Um, so Barney goes out to the bar, uh, you know, like next to the ceremony and is like, I want a drink. And the, the guy's like, like, yeah, not until the reception. And he's and like, well, you just lost your tip. Yeah. And he's like, well, we can't take tips. And so they get into this argument and, and they call each other buddy. Oh yeah. So then Barney walks into the bridal suite to talk to the girls and tells Lily that he someone says, named... Bill is here. Looking for her. Yes. And Lily's like, Bill? And so then we flash to Barney talking to Bill. Um, Turns out Bill is Scooter, Lily's high school boyfriend, played by none other than Neil Patrick Harris's husband, David Burtka. Yeah. Super cute. Love his face. Oh, super cute. Um, So then Scooter is asking Barney, when in the ceremony do they say if anyone has an objection? Barney says, I don't think they do that anymore. And, you know, I haven't heard that the last couple weddings that I've been to. I really think people don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just pull it out because it doesn't... It's not really relevant. Yeah. And, you know, if you have an objection, keep it to yourself. Yeah. So... Nobody got time for that. Lily realizes that her mom must have invited Scooter because their families are still friends. So Barney offers to get her some wine, and as he walks out, Scooter walks in, and they have this really funny, like, exchange. Hey, Bill. Oh, hey, Barney. Right? Which ends with, well, no, Scooter and Lily have this funny funny conversation that ends with him saying, if you you can can look look me in the eye. eye, And tell me that you'll, that you want to just be with Marshall, I'll leave your life forever. And so she. She's like, I got this. But he keeps dropping his head. Like, he's actually avoiding her. Yeah, it's really funny. It's cute. Um, But not. But there's a a sentence being said right now because that we're going to come back to. But um, she says, how's Marshall? I don't want my cousin to cut his hair too short. And Barney's like, yeah, I'm worried about that too. But he's not. But he's not. He's He's like, I, I couldn't sleep last night. Yeah. So, Barney goes back to the bartender and says, can I get a glass of wine? And the bartender starts to argue, and he's Look. like, it's for the bride. And he's like, red or white? Right. Just jumps right into and it. And so then, Barney's like, she'd also like a scotch and soda. And, and some, some smoked, smoked almonds. almonds. Well, those. I don't have those, but <laughs> I could run to the corner. And Barney is, like, drunk with power already. So, Barney brings Lily wine and scooter starts to read or says that he's going to read uh, a poem a poem by, by w axel rose november rain yes <laughs> uh november rain is a very good song mm-hmm. but like no uh-uh. no it's so funny um and so then he um he, brad shows up and chases scooter out well brad says uh, Barney told me to get rid of some guy named Scooter. 
And Lily's like, yeah. And Scooter runs Scooter out. Scooter turns around and, and goes, Arr! And Brad's like, what's wrong with Bill? And she, she's like, no, that's Scooter. And he's like, I'm, I'm on, on it. I'm on it. And he, like, runs off. And, oh, I Joe. just want to mm. All right, Joe look at him. So pretty. So then Barney is practicing his For the Bride line out with guests. He, he asks stops a, girl, a, a pretty girl mm-hmm. and says, Can I have your number? Can I have your number? She like, looks no. 14. No, she doesn't. That one does not look 14. Oh, okay. I think she looks so young. The dark-haired girl, the first one he asks. She has a young face, as Oof. we all do, but her breasts do not look 14. I was a C cup by the time. Those I'm are bigger than C's. Okay. Okay. Anyway, but she but does not look 14. Here's my question. And you and I, having never been the bride yet, right. fine. I don't understand how asking for your phone number and saying it's for the bride, why would she need to call you? Why would she need your phone number five minutes before her ceremony? Why would she need, like, I don't, it's the stupid, I'm sorry, it's stupid. It's for the bride. (laughs) The conviction and, like, (laughs) look in your eyes just now. Okay, thank Um, you, Barney. Um, I'm just saying, like, if it was something like, come with me because she she needs needs your your help or something. Like That is a great hair clip. It's for the bride. Right. Like, I could, yeah, I mean, the phone number is a little bit excessive, Something happened to her dress. Can I borrow your shawl? You know what I mean? Like something happened to her dress. Give me yours. <laughs> okay, gross. Yeah. Um, okay. So then, um, Lily is in her wedding dress with Robin, and they're standing looking at it, and she's like, "I'm so pretty. Don't let me cry. My makeup looks great. You gotta distract me." And Robin goes, "I have hairy nipples." <laughs> Which is a really awkward thing to say. But Lily goes, really? She goes, no, but it, it took it your took mind, your off, mind of it. off of it. So then Brad comes in and says, well, I didn't find Scooter. I, I found another guy that looks a lot like him. Yeah, and it turns out I tackled your photographer. But don't worry, I can I, take... With my sweet camera it's phone. It's like a flip a, phone. No, it's a Blackberry. Oh, is it? Yeah. And they did not take no. good pictures? I mean, here I am. I No, it's a Blackberry. Yeah, that's equally terrible. Yeah, they did not... So then Robin starts to freak out again, and then her Lily's mom comes in and explains that the florist won't be there until halfway through the ceremony. Lily's still pretty calm. The bartender brings in her veil and is like, look what I found outside. In the parking lot. He also has the smoked almonds in a bowl, but he does not leave them with said bride. Oh, yeah, that's weird. And then the harpist comes in because her water broke. But don't worry, I can make it through. Yeah, I can, make I can it through. push through. And then we find out that Robin forgot the special underwear, her special bridal panties. I don't know why they weren't in Lily's bag. As the maid of honor, they were somehow supposed to be in Robin's. They're not there. Lily is kind of okay. She kind of starts to run through the list of things that have happened. And, and then, then she, she loses freaks it. freaks the fuck out. And then she finally yells at Robin, of course I'm not okay. This of is course my... I wanted a perfect day. Right? Like, I want to be a Grow princess. Grow up. <laughs> I want to be a princess. And Robin's like, let's go for a walk. I have something that will make you feel better. And it's cigarettes. cigarettes. And I know you're not a smoker, but you need to understand that in this moment of stress, they do work. I mean, it would be the equivalent of someone being like, here, do you want a scotch and soda to calm down? Yes. But it's the same. No, I get it. Oh, man. I I, I understand the premise. I know. Okay. So then 
while they walk outside, we get to finally find out what's been going on with Marshall. I love him. So He's a little... Marshall storms into the groom suite with a towel around his head, freaking out. And the guys are like, what happened? Well, he whips off the towel and he has frosted tips a la... Insane. Like Backstreet Boys. Insync Boy Backstreet Boys. 98 degrees. LFO. Yes. Oh my God, LFO. <laughs> I was just listening to them the other day. <laughs> Who else? What is the other one I was trying to think of? Oh my God. It's uh, just, it's perfect. That's yes. the one making the van. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. We're done. We're having our no, moment. No, what's the like, one that was on MTV as a spoof boy band? The, like it was a, a spoof. Spoof boy band making the band. Oh, I don't know. I don't. Oh, I haven't watched MTV in so long. So oh, together. Two oh, together. I don't remember that. Oh man, I loved this show. That's funny. So we find out that it's 17 minutes before the ceremony. The harpist is playing, but not when she's having contractions. So Barney says, Marshall, you look like one of the Backstreet Boys and not the good Backstreet Boys, which Ted Second goes. Second round, yeah, come back come to back her. And Ted's like, the good Backstreet Boys? And that's when I want to be like, Teddy Boy, like, don't. You, you. you say things, you like things, let Barney have the Backstreet Boys. Oh, I do remember this. Yes. Because he's actually an actor. Like, yeah, I've and seen so him this guy. Stuff. He was in something else. And, and then there's the old dude that's yeah, an yeah. actor and a bunch of stuff, too. Okay, you're going to have to share that I, I've got on to find our a socials when, yeah, when this episode goes up. So then um, he explains why Lily's cousin was doing his, his hair. She wanted to do Lily's, and Lily said no. So she figured, like, You trim, can't mess up. Right, like, trim Marshall's hair, and it'll be fine. So when they're in the bathroom, like, doing this, and the gal, I think she says, Lily says her name later is Amy. And she's like, I don't really even need to cut your hair. I'm just going to style it with, like, some cool guy tips. Oh, I can give you some cool guy tips. Yes. And Marshall's like, I don't need advice on how to be cool, but, you know, go for it. So Barney offers to help with his new superpower. And he leaves. And so Marshall just keeps freaking out. Um, Barney goes out to the guests and says... Um, I need some things for the bride. The first is for someone to rub my shoulders. You, you in, in the, the inappropriately short dress. Now, this girl looks 14. You think? Yes. Okay. I feel like she was, I didn't, maybe no. I was looking at my keyboard to type. Um, and then he goes, and I forgot the other thing. So, in back in the groom's suite, Ted is trying to talk Marshall down, and he says they're going to find a solution. And Marshall, in his panic, looks over and sees some, some clippers, clippers, like electric razor, and shaves a, like, inverse skunk streak down, like an inverse mohawk. Like, yeah. he takes away the mohawk and leaves everything else. And he says, this is okay. Bald is great. Bruce Willis, somebody else, Britney Spears. <laughs> and he goes, oh my god! He goes, Ted, this is your fault. You're the worst best man ever. How did you let me do this? And then he says, and I'm going to have to say the whole thing. Okay, I got to get ready, you guys. I'm going to go find that money under the rock by the tree and live in Zihuatanejo with Red. And he goes, Red and Andy, he goes, Red and Andy were criminals. And he goes, only Red was. Andy was falsely accused. Okay. If That's no extra. one knows what this is from, you are Which missing I did not. out. It is the movie The Shawshank Redemption, 
with Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins. It is one of the greatest movies of all time. It is based on a short story by Stephen King called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. It is not scary at all. It is the most epic like drama. I my sister loves this movie. My sister yeah. will stay awake for this movie. Interesting. Loves it. So we're going to need to watch it. I love it. But I just love that he pulls out the whole thing about Zihuatanejo. So I'm done. Ted will fix it. And as he leaves, he grabs the clippers and takes them with him. By the way, I need a set of those clippers because I need you to fix my undercut. You know we have some. Could you shave my head? Yeah, but not tonight. Oh, no. We'll do it later. Okay. So then, um, let's see. Oh, he goes out to the crowd and he finds one of Marshall's uncles who has a very obvious toupee. Very The obvious. bottom part of his hair is gray. The top part of his hair is mouse brown. Yes. Like, dark brown. And so he, like, Ted's trying to be like, we need a toupee. Do you know anyone with it? And Uncle Ben's like, no, I don't. And Ted's like... Like, pussyfooting around it this. looks like the same color as your, your hair. hair. And, and Barney just walks up and goes, it's for the bride, well, and rips first, it off. Well, first, Uncle Ben says, he, Ted says, can you think of anybody? And he goes, not off the top of my... No. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> right, like, he finally gets that Ted's going, you're wearing a toupee, and we need it. Yeah, and then so, Barney yanks it off and says, it's for the bride, and for then the they're bride. gone. So, in back in the groom suite, Marshall has it on top of his head. He's, like, licking his fingertips to get the bangs <sighs> just right. It looks terrible. So bad. The boys are trying to convince him it looks okay, but as it pans back from each of them, they're kind of laughing and grimacing. <laughs> and so then... He gets to the door and he goes, no, it looks terrible. And Ted goes, it kind of looks like fur, like, like a cleaned up Bigfoot. And of course, Marshall like, leaves. oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And they're like, not no. in a good way. So then Brad walks in. He doesn't have a shirt on anymore underneath his suit jacket. I mean. True story. Because he tackled the caterer. And then he tells them, he tells Marshall that Scooter is there, but Brad will find him. Well, and Marshall's freaking out because why would Scooter be at my wedding? Mm-hmm. And so then Marshall's like, I need to go for a walk. So as they're walking outside, they turn to Barney and they say, stop suggesting it unless you have Native American headdress. In your car. In your car. Which Barney doesn't, doesn't have, drive. Right. Well, let's see, maybe they all rented cars to go up separately yeah, or something. Yeah, but Barney doesn't drive. I know. Um, he's like, stop suggesting it. And so then Lily sees Marshall and freaks out about his hair and then tells him all the problems that have been going on um, with the wedding, including none, n- not having her bridal underwear. And he, and he and goes, goes, how are they going to know that it's property of Marshall? Yeah, no property of Marshall on your butt. And so... Um, Ted, the, like what happened to our intimate outdoor ceremony and Ted's like, we'll do it right now. Like you're, you're outdoors right now. And granted, like at this point, there's probably still only 15 minutes to the ceremony, but Who weddings don't cares? start on time. I mean, they weddings really don't, don't start on time. No. And, uh, it's, it's your wedding. True story. Sorry. So Barney can officiate and then they'll do the other one inside, but they won't care that it's all messed up because they're already married. Yep. 
Um, this is very Jim and Pam from The Office, and if you'd ever watched that, you I'm would know. I'm never watching it, so you can just bag that idea and But stop. everyone else will understand. They go and get married on the Maid of the Mist boat at Niagara Falls, and then go back and have their regular wedding, and it's amazing. So we were hiking once, and we stumbled upon a wedding. It was five people. Oh, stop. It was five people. Aww. And, like... They were just off the hiking path, so we stopped because we didn't want to make noise and ruin their moment, and so, like, we just hung back for five minutes while they had their ceremony, and then we hiked by and said, congratulations. It was, there was, like, a waterfall, and there were five people there, and, like, oh, it was so good. That's so sweet. It was so good. So then Lily takes a look at Marshall's head with his missing hair. And realizes that she there's says, a landscaper. Did Amy do this to you? Right. And so he explains. Yeah. But she goes and asks the landscaper or groundskeeper for his hat. And it's a nice hat. And walks over and push it, puts it on Marshall's head kind of at a tilt. And, and Marshall he, turns around and goes, we forgot. We didn't think of hat. We thought of Native, Native American, American headdress, headdress but before hat. hat. I posted that one time as like a quote. on, And somebody goes, what is that from? I'm like, if you don't know, we can't be we friends. We cannot. Um, so, but does this hat remind you of like a zoot suit gangster? Like it's very forties. It's, it's cute. It is cute. It's like a Sinatra, like wear a hat yeah. indoors kind of look. It's, yeah, it's nice. Marshall does actually pull it off. Um, and so then Barney starts the ceremony, but he he starts like tearing up and his voice is cracking. And then behind them, the landscaper pulls out an acoustic guitar and starts playing. Because why not? Because why not? They took his hat, so he's got to take a break. Right? And so then Barney, like, keeps crying. And, and then... He, he, like, fans his eyes and says... I can get through I, I'm, I can do it. I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't. And so then Marshall and Lily realize they don't have their vows. And Ted says, just tell each other why you love the other one. And I'm not going to go through them. You guys, this is a really you know cute what? scene. I, I can't... I... Kathleen was trying to, watch, to cry during this. I was this. not trying to cry. I was successfully crying. You are such a baby. I love weddings. I know you do. I would have weddings every day. Oh, gross. So, but here's what's really cute. Robin starts crying, reaches into her purse, and realizes that it's not a handkerchief. That's the panties. But she's already dabbed her eyes, and Lily's like, no, you keep them. But while that's happening, it flashes over, and Ted looks at her very lovingly. Like... Like, yeah. just really sweetly. So, that's going to come up next week. But, so then Barney starts talking really fast because he's trying to get through the, like, do you take this person? Do you whatever? And they f- he finishes, and they do pronounce them man and wife, which I have to tell you, I hate. Why? Because this, for me, dates back to when it was, she was your property. I now pronounce you man and his wife, not husband and wife as a team. Okay, I gotta tell you, I'm I'm helping Allison with a project right now where we're literally gonna have to look up some Bible things, okay. and so I have feelings about that phrase. Hmm. So then they kiss, and Marsha looks at her and goes, "Did you smoke?" And she's like, "No." And Robin's like, "Oh my God, first lie of a marriage." That didn't take long. <laughs> also, <laughs> especially if you're not the smoker, you know, I know instantly. I don't care how many pieces of gum you've chewed. I don't care how many times you've brushed your teeth. It hangs out back there. It does. It's not cute. It's not sexy. Don't do it. It does. Same with people who chew. or would never kiss Turner Ugh. when he had a chew in. I hated it. So they go back inside and we get kind of a snap of 
the inside ceremony with like the flowers being delivered halfway through, like the and harpist, the veil coming up, the veil, and the, like yeah. all that stuff. So and then Ted says, you know, we a lot of things started to go right, but the wedding that we remember was just the five yeah, of us the outside. One outside. And so then um, after the ceremony, Marshall and Lily sneak into the bathroom and joke about, are they going to do it there or up in their room? And Lily's like, let's do it here. And all of a sudden, Ted just goes, please don't, because he's in the stall. very much, very much reminiscent of their college days. Yes. And like the very first episode of Please Don't Have Sex on the Kitchen Floor. Yes. Yes. Um, so that wraps up this part of the wedding episodes and so we'll you know catch up with all the stuff that i you know we have i think we have a lot oh my to God. say about the second both one both seasons and in a wedding and a wedding on and both some shows you're making too sorry much i'm making the computer make noise because i'm really happy so um let's talk about what do we usually talk about at the end right here i've actually forgotten How about a friend of the day thank you friend of the day barney oh good call any particular reason or just because he aided and abetted a wedding? Mostly because he aided and abetted a wedding, but yeah. also because, like, even though he was going to use and still is going to use the For the Bride with a little bit of malicious intent, he was taking care of her. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it to Robin. It's okay. not that I don't want to give it to anybody from Friends, but I feel like that's more of a, like, again... It's just a cutesy like, ensemble episode. Yeah, they all helped Phoebe, and that was great, but it wasn't anything like... I feel like Robin is more like me in the, I'll help you if I'm in your wedding, but I kind of don't like weddings. Like, I think they're a big deal for sometimes nothing. I'm going to go ahead and put a time out on this because while we were watching this, somebody said... I do. When no, I finally get married, people will said, treat me like a princess. But I'm saying it's going to still be like really small and you're going to pay attention to me. Yeah, that's fine. But that is not what you said at all. You are a little here. I'm a little afraid to let you get married. You, you, said, you said something along the lines of... It's my day. It's my day. I'm going to be the prettiest. No, you didn't say that. I want to be pretty and I want people to fawn over me. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Pretty sure that's what I said. You you did. And I just, uh, it's it's not just your day. Oh, he'll be there too. It's fine. Whoever he is, if it ever happens. Okay. Okay. I have always had a plan. My mom actually used to have a little arched, um, uh, I don't want to call it an arboretum, but you know what I'm talking about, like... Yeah. She had that in the backyard mm-hmm. and then it got, it rotted so we took yeah. it out. But I literally thought that Turner and I were going to get married in her backyard. My uncle would officiate mm-hmm. and we would just have it at the house. Which is great. Right. So. Uh, yeah. But I'm still going to be like, you're going to, the bride asked you to do it. <laughs> yeah. I would still be like that. What I'm saying is, is that I feel like Robin is the, that same thing of like, if it's like her day but she's not necessarily like the character from 27 dresses it's like gonna do everything for everyone so i think she's only doing that because it's lily do you know what i mean like if someone else had been like hey do you want to be in my wedding do you want to be my maid of honor she'd been like no i don't want to deal with you i don't want to deal with you i'm probably not gonna have like a bridesmaids and maid of honor because i might be terrible and then i'll just do it myself do you know what i'm saying actually i do know what you're saying you would be kind of terrible i think so too 
So that's nice. This is why I'm 38 and single. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I, I, I give it to Robin. I, uh, I I like that. I like that for. Thank you. The show. I was actually just talking about weddings today at work, in two separate conversations. Aww. Because uh, our inventory manager had said something, and he was like, he said something about me and Trevor, and he's like, "You guys are married." And I was like, nope, nope, no, nope, we didn't do that. And Not yet. And, and so we were talking about something, and I said, oh, but I do still want to party. Like, oh, because he said something about, you know, well, if I ever got married again, I would just, like, go to the courthouse and have a really great honeymoon. And I said, yeah, but I also, like, I want to have a killer party. Yeah. So that was one conversation. And then I was scrolling through Facebook, and we were all, like, on our lunch break. And I, I some... Something went by that said the average cost of a wedding is $30,000. True story. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. And I'm not judging. Like, I just, I can't imagine that dollar amount for a wedding. Yeah. And if you if you want to do that, that's amazing. And go for it. Go balls to the wall. Um, do you be happy? All those things. But, like, whew. It's a big number. It's a big number. It that's, is. It's crazy. That's more than a down payment on a house. Mm-hmm. It's bonkers. No, like, the, because I did watch 27 Dresses on Mm -hmm. Hulu, and one of the statistics in that movie is super old, is that the wedding industry is a $7 billion industry, and that was probably 10 years ago. Jesus Christ. Right? We're in the wrong line of work. We should be wedding planners or something. Yeah, I thought about that for a while. Okay. Well, Anyway, um, that's the end of wedding talk for this week. True story. We do have a new review on iTunes that I want to read. Oh, yay. Um, it says, I came for the friends, Hymian content, but I stayed for the hosts. Oh. They have great insights and definitely make me want to go back and watch the episodes. Great job, ladies. And so that's from some fun um, ladies that reached out to me on Twitter. Oh, cool. Yeah. They have their own podcast, but. They like ours, and I checked out theirs, and I liked it, too. Oh, good. Yeah, so I'll tell you about it later. Okay. Um, so, yeah, if you are on iTunes, please uh, rate and review us. Um, and then, oh, that was my stomach. I apologize. Next week, we will be back with uh, Him Yum First with the episode Something Blue, and then round out with uh, Friends, the one with Barry and Mindy's wedding. And... It's going to be really fun. Lots lots more wedding talk. I'll be nicer next week. Weddings aren't terrible. I just... I've Weddings been to great. a lot. And I've been in... I guess I've maybe only been in one. But it was also a destination wedding. Oh, I went to a destination wedding in Costa Rica. Now, that was Ooh. fun. That was really fun. Um, so, I think that's going to wrap it up. Um, watch our YouTube channel. We're going to put up some new videos. Oh, no. Yes, please. So, my Swedish BFF and I <laughs> have been chatting, as we do, and uh, we, Julie and I just wanted to give her a shout-out for passing her math exam this week. Oh, Which nice. is a huge deal, because, I mean, yes, she's, um, she's a teacher and she's doing her thing, but she's also still doing some continuing education stuff, and this is part of that. Nice. Yeah. So, anyway. Good that, job. Other than that, I think it's just been, like, normal stuff. She's tells me stories about the kids but I think there's like some yeah, yeah. like Swedish laws and things that or maybe that's just pictures I don't know oh and she sent me a giant picture of a spider cause... no 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 yeah 
Okay, sorry. That was... I don't want to see that. Um, and Matthew Perry memes. So, yeah. you know, the huge. Oh, and if anyone... um, I mean, I guess I'm just going to say this because I put it up on Twitter and we've put it up on... I think Facebook. Um, we mentioned in the episode with the one where Old Yeller dies, and we talked about um, Phoebe watching Pride of the Yankees and how that's the biopic of oh, Lou yes. Gehrig. So on October 5th is the Walk to Defeat ALS here in Bend, where we are. Well, where I am. You're in Crooked River, but still. It's Bend. <laughs> it's Well, it's a Central Oregon walk, so yeah. it covers the whole area. Um, there's six walks throughout the state starting in September and we end um, with Bend and uh, Medford. But if anyone is interested in donating, um, if you know someone with ALS, um, please get in touch with your local chapter. Um, If you're not familiar with that and you do want to donate to um, my fundraiser, um, please either email us, uh, howimetyourfriendspod at gmail.com or check our um, socials. I've put it up on Twitter and I will make sure and get it up at least once on Facebook. And we'll put it back on Instagram. Yeah, but it's really easy if, if you know, if you have 5 or $10, you can donate through Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. If you find the, you know, the fundraiser link is on my personal page, but um, there's, I think you can find it. And um, anybody who donates that's a listener of ours, please, you know, put something like that in the comments and I will send you a thank you note because, um you know, there are some years where I'm really excited to fundraise because there's like a really fun gift because, I mean, sometimes it's fun to actually win things. Oh, yeah. But I'm also raffling off a red Hydro Flask water bottle. Um, if you're not familiar with Hydro Flask as the ba- uh, brand, it's really great. Um, it's one of the original... Insulated. Uh, yeah, double wall insulated. Um, so you... Water Yeah, bottle, so hot for 12 hours, cold for, for 24. 24. Um, but I won it at an ALS event and I have like... 25 hydro flasks of my own girls got a rainbow it's true i have i don't have purple yes i do i have light purple sorry i don't i'm glad we cleared that up no i gave my orange one away i don't have orange or yellow well okay so um i'm gonna send the height i'm gonna pick somebody from the list of um donations and you'll get that hydro flask and my sister's putting a really cute um sticker on it that says like the name of our team and the year of the walk so um you know if nothing else you could maybe win a 30 dollars hydro flask and support my team so i'm gonna stop it there but um we'd really love it i'm just you know trying to get the word out because it's a really uh important cause for me so um if you don't have anything else i think that wraps i us. think that wraps it up so thank you for joining us again for another week of how i met your friends And we will see you next week for the finales. All right. Bye.